Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 4, 12 through 25, called The Kingdom of Light. I mentioned to you that Bethabara can mean crossing place. If this is true, that Jesus was baptized opposite Jericho in the southern part of the nation, the first city that Joshua was to take was Jericho. Jesus gets baptized, heads into the promised land, and his light goes to every corner of the nation. He is the new Joshua. He has come to fulfill the fallen footsteps of Israel by taking the land, conquering it, but not, not with a sword, but with love. He's come to conquer it as the new Joshua. His name, by the way, the Greek name Jesus is Joshua in Hebrew. He's the new Joshua come to bring light to all the corners of the nation of Israel to fulfill where they failed because they never really fully took the promised land and they didn't take it because of one thing. You know what it is? Unbelief. Disobedience. And Jesus continues to fulfill God's redemptive plan for mankind. He succeeds where they failed and where we have failed. Because oftentimes we are drawn, sadly, away from the light of Christ. And so the light comes. The, the person of Jesus Christ shines upon people sitting in darkness. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you are sensing darkness in your life. If you're at a dark place, wherever you may be, the light of Christ can shine upon you. I believe that he delights in going into dark places. That's why he called prostitutes and tax collectors and outcasts like fishermen and, and others. Why? Because he shines in dark places. And we are the light of the world. We'll see this in Matthew five sixteen. And we're to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father who's in heaven. Amen? Amen? So here's the thing. As the church, can you hear a moment of challenge? Would to God that we don't just sit in church buildings on Sundays. And this is what I see in this congregation. I see light. What is light? It speaks of truth. It speaks of hope. It speaks of love. It, it, it speaks of a, a people shining Christ's light. And I see you doing that. I see you doing that in your workplace. I see you doing that when people walk in and they're brand new. And they tell us about the love that they feel here. About the authenticity. None of us are trying to say we've arrived. We're rejoicing in the gospel. Amen? We're rejoicing in the king of light. So here comes Jesus. And he settles by the sea in a place called Capernaum. You can, you can visit this place today. Jesus goes fishing. <laughs> I have a very bad record on fishing. I believe that fish have a conspiracy against me. In fact, the only time I've ever so-called caught a fish, a friend of mine caught it, handed me the pole so a picture could be taken in falsehood. 
as though I had caught the fish. I did not catch the fish. Fish are in rebellion toward me. I do not believe fishing is a sport. I'm sorry to offend some of you. But anything that you can do from a chair, drinking a beverage is not a sport. All right, that's all I got to say about that. But anyway, (laughs) just offended half the congregation right there. Sorry about that. Now, Jesus is going fishing, but he's he's about to fish for some of the inner circle of the kingdom. Notice what happens. From that time, Jesus began to preach. Jesus was a preacher. That does my heart good. Greek word for preach is caruso. It means to proclaim, especially divine truth. What did Jesus say? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is at hand. Mark 1.15 has it, repent and believe the gospel. Out of the gate, of course, a year into the three and a half years that Jesus ministered on the earth, he calls people to repent. I think that repentance is what he was essentially saying to the first followers as well, which we'll see in a moment. What does repent mean? The Greek word repent is metanoia. And it, and it means this. It means to have a change of mind, a change of direction. Here's a good way to think about it. It's moving away from formal loyal, former loyalties to loyalty to the king of kings. It's that the kingdom of God and the king of that kingdom is your first allegiance. It doesn't mean that you're still not a fisherman for some or a carpenter or a businessman, but it means that your first allegiance, also we could talk about countries, you're an American, you're a patriot, that's good, but your first allegiance is still to the kingdom of God. The only kingdom that's going to last, by the way. Countries come and go. Kings come and go. Rulers come and go. They rise up for a short time and then they're gone. They have one thing in common. They're temporary. And that's the good news of when things aren't going well in elections. (laughs) The way our country is set up anyway. We won't go there for right now. Repent. Why, Why turn around? Why have a change of heart, mind, change of allegiance? Why do a 180? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If ever that were true, it's now. I mean now as in the text, because the king of the kingdom was walking by the sea. And he says, look, it's time to turn around. What if Peter and Andrew said, nah, I, I, I prefer minnows over men, <laughs> salmon over souls. Uh, I think I'll stick with the fishing business. People annoy me, by the way. I mean, I, I prefer fishing. I can be away from people. I don't have to deal with people. I feel you. <laughs> However... Only do that temporarily. The king was on a mission. I want you to think for a moment. What if Peter and Andrew said no? You know, you could wrestle with this theologically, but what if they said no? What would Peter have missed? Oh yeah, Peter had some lows, right? We, We all know the lows in Peter's life. But think of the miracles, the life changing destiny that occurred by that call. The light of the king. Second point, the call of the king. Jesus is calling for repentance. That comes from the Lord. And by the way, repentance is not just for non-believers. He says repent to several churches in the book of Revelation. Repentance is also for a believer. 
What do we need to repent from? False loyalties, dark spaces that still exist in our hearts, etc. We need to change our mind. And we need to follow. And Jesus is walking by the sea. I want you to connect verse 17 with the rest. And walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. The word saw means he saw them with discernment or insight. Simon, who was called Peter. Jesus had changed his name in John 1. And Andrew, which is a Greek name, and I might speak of that mixed area up in the north, his brother. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus famously said to them, follow me, and I will make you, Mark's gospel says, I will make you become fishers of men. Now, fishermen uh, may be uniquely gifted for an evangelistic call because casting a net can be a bit arduous and uh, you most of the time you can't see what's happening underneath the water so you have to be patient and you have to be strategic and I don't know if any of those factors have to do with why Jesus called fishermen but Jesus' call is clear and it's emphatic it's in the form of a command follow me and I will make you become fishers of men some of you are like You know what? Evangelism is not my gift and uh, fishing for souls is not really what I do. Let me just say this. If you follow Jesus, you will become a fisher of men and women. He'll make you become that. Now, hear what I'm saying. I don't believe everybody in the church is called a street evangelism. But every one of us with the light of Jesus as we follow him, we'll get opportunities at work, in your family, at school. There will be a light in you and someone inevitably is going to ask you, what's going on with you? How is it that you don't do this or you respond in this way to this difficult situation or whatever it is? And you're going to have some opportunity. And so follow me. I want you to make it personal. Follow me. Jesus says, don't follow me on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. No, not talking about that. But let me ask you a question. Who do you follow? What are you paying close attention to these days? What's the first thing that you go, oh, oh, whoa. That's scrolling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ever get yourself in trouble scrolling? All God's people said, ouch. There's a lot of good out there and a lot of not so good. Who are you following? You follow Jesus? Is your first move to the light of Scripture, light of truth, prayer, worship, or follow me? And I'll make you become what you couldn't become on your own. Peter, Andrew, Did they have some special gift? Is that why he chose them? No, they were outcasts. They were looked down upon. They they weren't the best theologians of their day. Yeah, they they probably knew knew the Bible because they were trained as kids, but they weren't the cream of the crop. But Jesus said, if you follow me, I'll make you become something. And immediately, look at verse 20, what did they do? They left their nets and followed him. I don't know what you may need to leave to fully follow Christ. I don't believe that the Bible is saying that everyone who follows Christ has to leave their business. That's not what's here. I believe this is first allegiance. They will leave their business for a time 
But this is First Allegiance. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Would you please consider supporting Walk in Truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least $5 a month? As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth financial partners. And be sure to check out our Walk in Truth app, available in your app store. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Who are you following? You follow Jesus. Is your first move to the light of Scripture, light of truth, prayer, worship, or follow me? And I'll make you become what you couldn't become on your own. Peter, Andrew, did they have some special gift? Is that why he chose them? No, they were outcasts. They were looked down upon. They they weren't the best theologians of their day. Yeah, they, they probably knew, knew the Bible because they were trained as kids, but they weren't the cream of the crop. But Jesus said, if you follow me, I'll make you become something. And immediately, look at verse 20, what did they do? They left their nets and followed him. I don't know what you may need to leave to fully follow Christ. I don't believe that the Bible's saying that everyone who follows Christ has to leave their business. That's not what's here. I believe this is first allegiance. They will leave their business for a time, but this is first allegiance. By the way, Peter was married according to 1 Corinthians 9. So he had, he had some decisions to make. These were not easy things to start traveling around with a rabbi, um, you know, who was obviously a very polarizing figure. And so he went on from there. Now you have Peter and Andrew with him and he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father. They were mending their nets, and he called them. These two sets of brothers, many believe, were in partners in the fishing business. The four of them combined with dad. And they immediately left the boat and their father and followed him. Now, we don't know how Zebedee responded. I think the chosen has tried to paint a picture of a positive response from Zebedee. We just don't know. If you're a dad with two strong sons in a fishing business and they decide to follow a rabbi for the next couple of years, I don't know. (laughs) Now, if Zebedee knew who Jesus was and he was convinced that Jesus was the Messiah, then he might have said, this is a glorious opportunity. Go, boys. If he was thinking humanly, business-wise, Ow, my back hurts after all these years of fishing. I need you guys. Might have been, I don't know. But nonetheless, they left their nets. Just one other side point. See the word for mending there in verse 21? It's katartizo in Greek. It's the word used in Ephesians 4.12 for equipping the saints. When we uh, preach the gospel and equip the saints, we mend people. We don't do the mending. The, the, 
The Lord does it, but you know what I'm saying. Broken people walk into church doors all the time, and that's a good thing. And they get mended, and they get encouraged, and they, they left those nets. I, I don't know if something may be entangling you. You can categorize it metaphorically as a net. Whatever it may be, it ain't worth it. Let it go and follow him. So Jesus was going about in all Galilee. Notice what he was up to. Now you can imagine these guys following him around and he was teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel. He was a preacher. He's proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. We've called that, that's our overall series title, the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every kind or all manner of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. And the news about him went out into all Syria. His fame spread, ESV, through all Syria to the north of Israel and some of the region in Israel. And they brought to Jesus all who were ill. Look at this list. Taken with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, that's demon-possessed people, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. And great multitudes followed him from Galilee and Decapolis, that's literally the 10 cities originally built by Alexander the Great, and Jerusalem and Judea, even in the south, and from beyond the Jordan, probably the area of John's baptism. Great multitudes were coming to the King of glory, the King of light, and he was touching people. Can you imagine Peter and Andrew, James and John, they, they made a decision, they packed a, a bag, see you later, dad, see you later, wife, went on with Jesus, and could they have imagined what they would see? Demon-possessed people coming up and Jesus saying to demons, be gone! And out they go. And people screaming. Who knows what was going on? Paralytics carried up. No wheelchairs in, the, in that day. Carried on mats to the master. Rise up and walk. And people were getting up. Can you imagine the joy? People with aches and pains. Can I get a witness? People with aches and pains. Where does it hurt? Well, this is the only place it doesn't hurt. But, uh, you know, if you can do anything about these particular areas, right? And he touched them and pain left their body. Can you imagine the rejoicing, paralytics, people who had seizures, epileptics. You know, some, some of you wrestle with that or you know people who do, who have seizures and, and it could be a hard thing to deal with and he touched them and the seizures stopped and great multitudes, his fame was spreading. People were saying, This guy says a word and demons leave people. This guy touches lepers and blind people and lame people and they walk and they see. Could this be Messiah? This is the early part of the Gospel of Matthew. And can you imagine? Here you are. Should we stay or should we go? Yeah, I think we'll go. Life has changed forever. In the last three decades that I've lived on this earth, I've had the privilege of preaching the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's what I'll tell you. In ministry, sometimes I've seen the depths of life, the hardest things of life. But I've known heights that perhaps few people get the privilege of knowing. And I'm not trying to puff myself up. I'm just saying, when you preach the word of God as regularly as I do, my wife and I were talking, and she said, how many sermons do you think you've preached over the last 25 years? And I'm like, woo-wee, Some I'd like to forget, but uh, thousands. I have preached thousands of sermons. 
Sermons are going out on the radio. They're going out in 26 countries on podcasts. I don't even know on a daily basis what's going on. The Lord uses weak, fragile, foolish people like me simply because he said, follow me. Follow me. I'll make you fisher of men and women. Follow me. I'll change your life. For those of you who have really made a commitment to Christ, can I tell you, have you marked the time? There's nothing like following him. Now you all know that it isn't the, necessarily the easiest life, but it's the right life. I've hit a lot of crossroads in my life, a lot, of, a lot of times when I'm like, Lord, are you sure you got the right guy? I'm not sure I can do this. Why me? All, all this stuff. But in the end, I want you to imagine standing in the sandals of a Peter and just going, what have I been selected for? To walk with him. And then you guys know what happens in the book of Acts. Jesus ascends. And Peter is preaching in the middle of the city that he fell on his face. And thousands of people are coming to the Lord. How is that possible for a fisherman from a nowhere town? Because the Lord calls people like you and me. Amen? The light of the king. The call of the king. The response, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen? Turn around. All former allegiances need to be secondary in light of who he is. You've been listening to The Kingdom of Light, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 25. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We would also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from his teachings today, or maybe you have a question about something else, or need encouragement, or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, you belong, if you're a Christian, you belong to the kingdom of light. What a beautiful image. Because light is such an incredible thing. The light of the sun, the light of the moon, the light of the stars, the light of God. And you know, light is an incredible creation. In fact, the Lord said, let there be light in Genesis 1. And there was light. And that was even before the sun and the moon were created and the stars. And you say, well, how does that work then? Well, light is from God. God is light. And in him, there's no darkness at all. It's a bit of a mystery, you could say, in one sense, but God is the creator of light. He himself is light. In fact, in the New Jerusalem, it says there's no need for the light of the sun any longer because the Lord is its light. The Lord is my light and my salvation. You know, this is who God is. He is light. And so uh, when we think about the kingdom of light, we think about the king and the kingdom to which we belong. And you might say, well, things often look dark. It's true. They do. 
But when the light comes in, the darkness flees. And I pray that the Lord will give you more and more light as you walk with him. Walk in the light as he himself is in the light, First John. And you know, he'll, he'll lead you, he'll forgive you, he'll bless you, he'll strengthen you. This is Pastor Michael Lance, and you have joined us for Walk in Truth. You say, what's Walk in Truth? I'm brand new to it. Well, it's a radio ministry, a podcast ministry. We do some apologetic stuff, and it's all about equipping the saints for you to be able to be strong in your faith and help others become strong in theirs. You can find out more about who we are when you go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We're praying about expanding onto more radio stations and more markets, so keep that in prayer. If you'd like to give, you can go to walkintruth.com and click on the Donate tab, and you can partner with us. Uh, $10, $20 a month, whatever you can do, makes a huge difference. It's walkintruth.com. We'll be back for the beginning of the Beatitudes tomorrow, Lord willing, right here on Walk in Truth. Tell a friend about what you're hearing, and and I'll meet you right here. God bless. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. you got to check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, called Blessed Are. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.